1: Thank you for joining us. God loves his children. He protects, provides, guides, forgives, and so much more. Therefore, he deserves our trust, praise, glory, honor, obedience, and so much more. Yet, we often grieve our Lord by turning from him to do things our way rather than turn to him in obedience. And what does God do? He gives us what we don't deserve his love, grace, and mercy. He continues to teach and develop us. And he is always available to us. The question is, when will we always be available to him? Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us. Many people, such as spouses,
2: children, relatives, siblings, co-workers, and church members, refuse to take responsibilities Because they love to play the victim. They love to play the victim so they don't accept responsibility for their action. They are playing the victim and they cry and you believe the tears. Some people can lie through their tears rather than tell the whole truth. About themselves, I submit to you, children of God, very few individuals can tell the truth about themselves. Genuinely, uh, very few genuinely tell both sides of the account with honesty and integrity. Very few genuinely tell both sides of the account with honesty and integrity. They leave out something. They are often biased in their explanations. Look how quiet it is in here. Purposefully leaving out pertinent information, they are augmenting and embellishing and adding to the story to justify themselves in their victim mentality. Leaving the hearers those who love them most, perplexed, disturbed, and even angry at others without knowing the whole truth. Am I preaching here today? Is it making sense? And then you run off on a tangent. <gasps> oh, you walk around and you won't speak. And you told your children, your children won't even come to the pastor anymore because, you know, I, I know who mad at me because the children stop speaking. <laughs> children won't speak the cousin won't speak the brother won't speak nobody's speaking I said aha somebody's been hanky pankering around and that just it just did not happen to me it, it happens to you too how many if I'm if what I'm saying has happened to you raise your hand let me see you see look at all those hands it's just life Jesus was accused so they, they run off in tangents, they email in a text. And you know what? If you, and you know what happens too? And then when they find out the real truth, they don't have enough humility to go back and say, I was too fast with my mouth and my fingers. I made a mistake. That account was wrong. They just say, well, Lord, send it away. Let them forget. <laughs> no, that ain't, that ain't, that's not right. Send them away. Let them forget. No, go back and retax. You the one got on that thing. Go back and tick, tick, tick. Now, some of y'all can do fast. So I look at someone, some of them go thumbs can go like this. And you don't, just go back and read I, Y'all, I have to apologize. I found out the truth. I went out, b- I put my mouth b- b- before the truth and, and uh, I messed up. Disregard what I said. I am terribly sorry. If folk will die. Hell will freeze over before people do that. <laughs> All this is Jonah. Yes, it is. Jonah said in verse 12b, for I know that this great storm is because of me. That's that theme verse again. It's going to ring in your ears all three, three weeks from now. August, next year. I know that this great storm is because of me. Psalms 19.14 says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. Be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I want you to repeat that after me because that scripture is so powerful, because if you implement that scripture, you'll be able to help people who come to you with issues and you won't let your emotions catch you up and get you all out of sync. And you become part of the problem instead of a problem solver. Repeat after me. Let the words of my mouth and the, of mouth and the, meditation, of and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. In your sight. O Lord, oh, Lord, my strength, my strength. And, my and my redeemer. Y'all, that is transformative. It is absolutely, sh- this will create, listen to me closely, a healthy, well-balanced spiritual church to the glory of God. This will create a peaceful church. You will be able to bless people when you activate these principles. F, let's go next. If you do not take responsibility for your actions, then you will become disgruntled, negative, and bitter if you fail to humble yourself Examine your own heart and are absolutely truthful about yourself as in the case of Jonah. Let me repeat that again. It was so much. If you do not take responsibility for your actions, then you will become disgruntled, negative, bitter if you fail to humble yourself. Because God, at the end of the day, God is not looking at the persons all around you. He's looking at you. Examine your own heart and are absolutely truthful about yourself, as in the case of Jonah. Verse 12b says, for I know that this great storm is because of me. G. it gets bigger, folk. Buckle your seatbelts. You know that you have been broken by God and are growing spiritually. You know that you have been broken by God and growing spiritually. When you can admit, confess, and take responsibility for your sins, your failures, your bad decisions, when you can take responsibilities for your own setbacks and you, you can take responsibility for your own lack of progress. Your own lack of progress. You blame everybody else because you're not where you ought to be. You're not where you ought to be because of your own doings. I mean, you, you, you determine your progress with the help of the Lord. Nobody can stop you from progressing if your heart is right with God and you do the right thing, and you you listen to God, you obey God, you trust God, you follow God, who can stop you? No one. Absolutely no one. God will clear the path for you. He'll make ways out of no ways. No one can stop you but you. Stop sulking, stop pouting, stop looking so miserable because you're not Where you think you ought to be with your life. We must never have too much pride to say, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I really didn't have to say that. I really didn't have to say that. I did not have to do that. I I did not have to do that. I was impatient. I was impatient. Listen to this one. I was quick to speak and slow to hear. Are there times, I know in in my case, I just wish to God I had just kept my big Mouth shut. Why didn't I just shut up? You don't have to be God to all people. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't know what God is doing in the lives of people. You don't have to give quick answers. You Some of y'all think y'all serious. Siri, 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 Siri. What, y- y'all call on Siri morning to the Lord. you Lord, Lord, Lord. And you made a God out of Siri. That's why you messed up and not progressing. Siri keep you laying down. Cut the light out, Siri. <laughs> you can't go make groceries. My wife and I went grocery shopping after the meeting last Thursday night here the night and we just saw so many people and we were dressed kind of, we were not dressy dressy. One lady look, looked at my wife. She said, I can look at you and tell you've been to church. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm waiting on her and I'm still a checkout line. I said, "Who? she don't know that lady. And she was just talking to her. I said, how did that lady know you? She said she, she said, she just looked at me and how I was dressed and just knew I had been to church. Can people look at you and know you've been to church? <laughs> Somebody said, oh God. Can somebody just look at you and know you, you're a Christian? Was it a milk case getting f- somehow? And the guy said, bless the Lord. I said, oh, but you're talking my language, brother. And we got to talk and we went somewhere else and that was somebody else talking. We talking, And normally I have a Christian T-shirt on because I don't mind. You know, very few of y'all are wearing Christian T-shirts. You know, you kind of getting scared of what folk going to say. I let them read everything I have. Now, if you don't have on the right message, don't put it on. <laughs> okay. Some of y'all can put on some damnable things. Instead of putting on some shirts that display your love for Jesus. But even if you don't have a shirt. You know what I loved about my wife that night? She didn't have a t-shirt on that said I love Jesus. And they can just look. And see. And take note. That she had been with Jesus. Stop making gods out of all of these things. So. I was quick to speak, slow to hear. When last time you said it was my self-interest and not your interest. Last time you said that. It's too long. Your mouth is probably dry and need to be lubricated with that. That's me too. That's, every, that's all of us. We've all fallen short. I'm not talking to you because I got it all together. I, I, I fall short in a whole lot of these. Just ask my wife. I'm I fine. I, I, there she is. I, I wish i I want to go back and make it all right now. You know, just, you, you, we've all fallen short. My self interest and not your interest. Here's another one I did not have a godly attitude in this matter. Honey, I want to tell you. Husband, I want to tell you. Or oh, your children come. I know you fight when your child comes to you and tell, tell the parent. You know what? I was wrong. I was dead wrong. And I didn't have a godly attitude in this matter. Now, here, here's the chilling one that you're going to have to really ask God to enable you. Can you fix your mouth to say, please forgive Me. (laughs) Y'all looking for some great theological point. (laughs) It's so simple. We miss it. When the last time you said, please forgive. Me. My friend, God will use this hard attitude to settle the storms in your life. Now, I got one little more segment here, and then I'll be done. I'll be done. Um, What are the consequences from running from God? Jonah was a runner. He was in rebellion. He was running from God, and uh, he thought he was running from God, but he was self-deceived. So, what are the consequences of running from God? All the Jonahs aren't gone. gone. There are some people under my voice by radio and Internet and social media, and even in this congregation, you have been running from God and you think you are doing something pretty, but that's pretty ugly. Number one, running from God brings on stress, fear, worry. Running from God brings on restlessness, wasted time and energy. Running from God brings on stress, fear, worry, Restlessness, wasted time and energy. Only when you surrender your life to Christ will you receive transformation. When you surrender your life to Christ, you will receive rest. When you surrender your life to Christ, there will be a willingness for you to serve Christ with all your heart. Saul said in Acts 9, 6, so he trembling and astonished said, Lord, underline that What do you want me to do? Now, why could he ask that? He just gotten saved. He was knocked down off his beast. He was blinded and helpless before Jesus Christ. Jesus told Saul, you are persecuting me. When you persecute the church, you're persecuting me. And when God got through with him, he said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise, go into the city. And you will be told what you must do. What are the consequences of running from God? Number two, rebellion and self-centeredness causes us to run from God. Rebellion and self-centeredness causes us to run from God, whereas serving people strips the selfishness from our own life. When you rebellious and self-centered like Jonah was, Jonah wasn't serving anybody. No, he wasn't serving anybody on the ship. He didn't say good morning. He didn't say, how can I help? He's down there asleep and disengaged from what's going on. He wasn't serving. I want to add this to number two as well. Philippians 2, 4 says, let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also the interests of others. Selfishness will keep you from serving others and being involved in the lives of others. When you're self-centered, it keeps you from serving others and being involved in the lives of others. It will cause you to comfortably walk out of the doors of this facility and never be convicted about serving others in the Lord's house or in the community at large. That's what self-centered. It is dangerous You may not cuss anybody out. You may not get drunk on alcohol. You may not gamble. But if he got if God can just keep you selfish. He keeps you pinned up and you can't get blessed and nobody around you can get blessed. Number three, you cannot be available to serve Christ if you are backslidden and running from God. If you're in spiritual regression. You can't be available to, to serve Christ. If you're backslidden, you can't be available to serve Christ. Jonah couldn't serve Christ. He couldn't serve God because he's so busy running from him. Jonah 1.3a says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Beloved, what is the condition of your spiritual life? Are you saved or lost? Are you backslidden and running from God? Or are you serving him faithfully? What is the condition of your spiritual life? You can be beautifully dressed outwardly and spiritually anemic inwardly. Number four, it is impossible for believers in Christ to run from God and serve him at the same time. It is impossible, absolutely impossible for believers in Christ to run from God and serve him at the same time. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. To give the Lord effective service, you must become a member of the Lord's church. To give the Lord effective service, you must be steadfast and immovable. Transient Christians do their families a disservice because they cannot stay put in a church long enough to grow spiritually and make a spiritual impact on other believers. They just move around to this church and that church to this pastor, that pastor, this choir, this nursery, this program, that program, this, oh, this got, they got a bigger parking lot here. I like the music over here. I like the energy over here. That preacher, oh, oh and you just moving and moving and moving, and you have nothing to show for your life spiritually because you just a spiritual vagabond with no family home. Psalms 122, one says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You know what? We, as we said in a meeting just this, this week, a few days ago, church attendance in America as we know it today is on a decline. Because people go everywhere but to church for the most part, unless there's a crisis or something unique. Unless it's a bless, blessing of the baby, a wedding, a funeral. And even for weddings and funerals now, they have graveside side services. They have event weddings where they go to the beach and slip flop, flip flops and get married. You know? People not even coming, they're not even coming to church all to get married, but they go have these event weddings. My wife and I were out of the country on vacation, and there, and there they are. A vacation, a wedding way out there. They pay all that money out there and can't tithe to the Lord. Maybe it's because they don't even know Him. You know, where is your voice in the wilderness? Number five, when you run from God, you cannot be a blessing to other saints with the gifts that God has deposited in you. When you run from God, you cannot be a blessing to other saints with the gifts that God has deposited in you. When God saved you, he endowed you with spiritual gifts, sometimes one, sometimes more, at least one and sometimes more. First Peter 410 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. God has a great vast variety of spiritual gifts. And then he says, "Use them well to serve others. What God has deposited in you, into you, you to use those gifts well to serve others. My friend, you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a what? And by the way, young folk, you are not too young to serve. You're not too young to sing in the choir. You say, I can't sing. Well, you're not too young to usher. Yeah, I can't usher. You can be a tutor. You can help with the math camp. That's right. You say, I can do that. Well, go to youth ministry, learn a lesson, and then go play. You can do something. You can be a chaperone. You can impact people. God wants you now. Just because you 10, 15, 18 doesn't mean you're going to see 60. But by the grace of God, where are you serving? You are not too young to surrender your life. Samuel said as a young young boy, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. That's a boy talking. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Is li- Some of these kids, you have to drag on the church and they hear in body, but they're not here in spirit. Last but not the least, do not expect to be rewarded by Christ if you're running from him. <laughs> now, that's a big one. Do not expect to be rewarded by Christ if you're running from him. Revelation 22, 12 says, and behold underline this. I am coming quickly. You know something about our Savior? He's a coming back God. When can he come? Any moment. In a twinkling of an eye. The Lord himself can appear right now and snatch the believer from time to eternity. The dead in Christ shall rise first and then those who are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. That can happen before I finish this message by tonight, by next year, tomorrow, any moment. Nothing has to happen on the divine clock of God's schedule for the rapture to take place. He says, I, not my come, I am coming, and when I come, it's going to be so quick. No, people can't here. What is that? You can't. Don't. You look up there, you're in the middle of the air. Oh, wow! No gravity. I'm with God, and He takes you, Ooh, you're in heaven. Just like that. And don't let me start talking about heaven. Like my mama, my daddy just died a few days ago. She, she told me, Randy, i tell you what. Well, your daddy suffered on the end, he couldn't come back. He wouldn't want to come back if if he could. And you know why we don't talk about heaven? Because we're afraid of death. And let me tell you something. You're not ready to live until you're ready to die. Did you hear what I just said? If you're not ready to die, you're not ready to live. You say, I want to go to heaven. Ooh, joy, streets of gold. God is there. Moses is there. angels, everybody's there. Grandma's there. I want to die. The Bible says flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. There has to be a change. He says, and behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me. He is not coming empty handed to give to everyone according to his what? Uh, according to his "What? Works. According to his what? Works. Now if you have no works, then <laughs> no rewards. Beloved, if you sow nothing, you will reap nothing. No works, no rewards. James 2:17 says, "Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Beloved genuinely saved believers in Christ will work hard because life is so short. And when we stand before the Lord, we want to hear him say, Servant, well done, good and faithful servant. And
1: all God's children said, The greatest gift anyone could ever receive has already been given. Jesus paid the price in full. He loves us so much that he desires a personal relationship with all who surrender all to him. We have direct access to our Lord and Savior through the indwelling Holy Spirit. We owe him everything, yet the gift of salvation is free. Don't waste one more second. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.